You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Giving podcast. My name is Guy Dawson, and I am the founder and executive director of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. We are an organization that brings businesses and nonprofit organizations together to create synergistic relationships that build the community. The Business of Giving podcast is built to do just that, highlight the successes of the for-profit and non-profit sectors, the ways that they can work together, and we are looking forward to having another year of being able to uh, bring these two pillars of the community together on this radio show. If you'd like to learn more about the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, causemarketingchamber.com. This valuable show is made possible through the generosity of our series sponsor, Solup, an energy solution and conservation company specializing in solar and battery storage systems, including solar panels. To learn more about them, solup.com. We're at the beginning of a new year. It's an exciting time, and I know that uh, my co-hostess with the mostest, I'm so corny. I just keep saying it. I can't stop saying it, Maria. Every week I well, say I'm you. not going to stay the mostest, <laughs> and I do it anyway. Happy New Year, Maria. Happy New Year to you as well. Aren't these some exciting times? We're going to have a whole nother year to uh, be involved with all these wonderful businesses and nonprofit organizations uh, with different endeavors. Uh, are you excited for the new year? Oh, I'm super excited. Um, and, and cause and social issues marketing is so important for brand differentiation and um, for doing well against your competitive set. And so we're here to talk about that. Yes, and I'm excited to have two of my friends from the business community who I have known for several years uh, through business networking. And for me, I think the... The foundation for what we're doing here now with the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce and, of course, this podcast, The Business of Giving, so much of it was laid through my experiences working with people like Rick and Penny in the business community uh, through networking. I, When I started um, uh, our company, Classy Communications, back in 2008, I was able to get all my clients as a result of rubbing elbows with other people influencers in the business community, and it's really just uh, such a great way to build a business is to go out there and network and meet people. I know one of the uh, podcasts we did recently, Maria, we talked about networking within the nonprofit world. I mean, it's the masterminds that you create, the potential business that you can generate through networking is so valuable, and I I just love to have my friends in business to come by the show, especially the ones, of course, uh, who have big hearts and understand uh, the importance of supporting uh, worthy causes, and I have two of them in the studio today. First is Penny Tindall, and she is the principal of Best Version Media. She's got a great publication. Um, that's local here in Las Vegas. Welcome to the Business of Giving show, Penny. Yes, hello. I am very excited to be on the show and talk to you about my community outreach here in Las Vegas. 
So tell us about that. So um, I've been living in Las Vegas since 1989, and I've always been part of the community involvement. And so when I was out looking for what I can do to uh, support local businesses and local causes, um, I found the forum of Best Version Media, and I came up with Desert Foothills Living, which is a Summerland outreach. And with that, um, I wanted to support local businesses, but I was always looking for businesses that were community-minded. I'm not just going out for businesses looking for profit. I want them to be part of my outreach, and, of course, that involves um, the nonprofit uh, sector here in Las Vegas. Any questions for Penny Maria? Oh, I'd love to hear more about the outreach activities and and um, uh, and the publication itself. Well, so the great news is I work with a lot of local residents, uh, some school teachers. Uh, my publication is a monthly publication that goes out to the Summerlin West and Summerlin area. And what I do is I look for local content, local activities. And I am not uh, a celebrity type of publication. I am as a community publication. So everything you read about is something that is dealing with Las Vegas, Las Vegas locals, um, and um, just a good forum for people to put articles in uh, at no cost. And I'm also there, of course, to support local businesses. Well, you have anything else, Maria? No, I mean, I, I, I'm actually online looking at the covers, and they're beautiful, and they're heartwarming. Um, so that's the unique part, uh, Maria. Thank you for that. I actually, um, the reason why um, I really jumped on board with this uh, concept is on the cover is a neighbor. That person actually lives in my community. They can be a business owner. They could just be a school teacher. They are a resident here in Las Vegas. Um, we do a professional photo shoot. We send them a family questionnaire. And we ask them why they love their community. And we also ask them what they do in the community. Um, and I'm surprised to hear uh, how many families really support the local business um, businesses here in Las Vegas. So, um, yes, if if somebody out there is living in Summerland, I'm always looking for family cover stories, of course. Um, that is uh, something that brings people to open up the pages, as they say. I know in the... So to, oh, oh, go ahead, Maria. You got more to say. <laughs> I, well, I'm looking at this beautiful cover that says Warwick Living, Team Up for Hope. Um, and, and it's just a stellar example of, of this concept. Can you talk to us a little bit about that initiative? Um, I don't know exactly which cover you're talking about, but on all my publications, I do um, a nonprofit, a local nonprofit in every publication, along with some type of animal foundation. Um, I try to stick with um, what my neighbors have been requesting and um, and I also put um, any local events that I see on my calendar. Um, and so if there are any local events that would like to be in the publication, it's free of charge. And I'm always looking to build people's businesses and build their, um, you know, organization and their charity foundations. 
I know that in the time that I've been in business, Penny, in the public relations and marketing world, we have a lot of contact with the media. And there's been such a shift in the way that media is presented over uh, 15 years now that uh, we've been in business. When I first got in business, we were still reading newspapers, <laughs> and we were doing a lot of things that are just becoming obsolete. But local media, even in the hard version, right. I mean, digital obviously has really exploded. So many people are getting their information digitally. Right. But as far as local publications are going just as strong, if not stronger than they have been going in the past, do you... Why is that? Why do you feel that? Well, number one, uh, there is so much um, static in the social media world. It's really hard to be seen. So with our publication, what we do is we try not to say advertise. We talk about sponsorship, about branding, and being part of the community. So all my local uh, sponsors, they get an opportunity to write a business profile. And in those profiles, it kind of lets people know what do they like, what's their passion, so then they become part of the community. With regards to digital, we do have a digital platform. We do Facebook and Google, um, and that's great. But the great thing about print, and a lot of print is going out, it's 88% more effective than digital, they say, and that an average person will spend up to 15 minutes looking through a publication, and you will not get 15 seconds if you're on the digital market. So usually, if you're really wanting to brand, still printing, uh, brand, building your brand through print is complementary to what you're doing on the social media platform. It's kind of a win-win. You tie it all together. That's what we like to do. Yes, it is definitely a good point that you made about the niching and people thinking that direct mail or that, that physical publications are not valuable. And it's, again, it's not true. It's, it's, it's a differentiator, right, uh, right, Maria? Sort of like we are well, as, a, uh, as a podcast. We, we strive to be a differentiator in our particular niche. Maria, would you like to speak to that? Well, I, I actually wanted to speak to Penny's comment. I mean, her it, she is unifying community and connecting neighbors, and she's delivering on audience and value. And that is what sponsorship is all about. Uh, it's, it's, it's not partnership. It's not a transactional uh, situation. It's delivering on audience and value. And I, I really salute you for, for doing that. I appreciate it. wonderful... Yeah, I appreciate that, Maria. You know, I have done a lot of different businesses. I've always told people that I'm a salesperson, but this this is not selling. This is all about building relationships. It's about collaborating with local business owners. It's also about collaborating with nonprofits. Like a guy was saying, a lot of nonprofits, they don't really speak about what they're all about. Um, and um, so you need to make it friendly. Um, you know, you need to let people be aware. And so people reading an article is a lot um, easier way to connect with that nonprofit, I feel. Um, and so that is my passion. My passion is people and my passion is uh, the community. Well, it's 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 very commendable that you are offering pro bono media partnerships because, I mean, in my coaching, this is what I tell people they need when they don't have audience. And right. uh, it's really gracious of you to provide that. 
Yes, I'm, I'm here to provide if it's something that the communities want to hear, need to hear. Um, that's what I'm all about. I am a public forum uh, for local businesses and local organizations. Absolutely. How do you go about deciding the nonprofits that you want to align yourself with? You know what? Um, if they reach out to me, um, I'm pretty open. Uh, I do have my uh, graphic artist and my content coordinator, Brandilyn. She, uh, me and her sometimes sit and we have conversation at a coffee shop or maybe it's a Zoom. And we kind of come up with a theme for the month. And then with that, we, we've both been in Las Vegas for a long time. So we talk about different organizations. We reach out to them and we ask them. We'd like to write an article. We send them a questionnaire. And if they fill it out, we are all about it. And hopefully they send us some pictures so we can, um, you know, make it more engaging besides the, the article, right? Yeah, what a wonderful opportunity. But Maria, any, anything you want to ask uh, Penny about this leveraging right. opportunity? It is a leveraging opportunity, and we will put things on our calendar. A lot of people come to me and they say, hey, I, I have something January 15th. Well, guess what? I'm already working on March. So you do have to be thinking ahead of the game. Um, right now, I was putting together February, and I asked somebody, who's in the Super Bowl? Obviously, I'm not a crazy sports fanatic. And they said, <laughs> we don't know, Penny. And I go, wait a minute. I need to do a Super Bowl. Uh, article and so instead I just went and I did something fun uh, you know uh, uh, and then you know I'll celebrate whoever the winner is because I cheer for the winning team that's what I say so <laughs> um, but I'm not a sports publication so my publication is not going to be sports related but if somebody has something exciting to write about uh, I'm always looking for local content out there Yes, it's just such a great opportunity. When I was talking a minute ago, Penny, about opportunity, part of the reason why we developed the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce uh, a few years ago was because we wanted to create opportunities for nonprofit organizations that may not have the huge amount of notoriety or, um, or the following to have a place to come so that people can see the, t the valuable services that they provide. And it's great when you see publications such as yours that are willing to give the voiceless, may we say, sometimes yes. a platform to be able to share uh, what they do so that they can really connect with people who might be able to come along, become a sponsor, or reach out to Maria Perez, by the way, because right. she's the type of person that could teach that type of uh, collaboration. But yes, that's what you're doing with that, with that magazine is really, in essence, a lot of what the Cross Marketing Chamber is all about. Yes, I believe that businesses and local folks need to brand themselves. Um, sometimes you learn about new passions of life. Um, when you read an article, you're like, wow, I didn't know that, right? And so I tell everybody that every day I want to learn something new. Every day I want to meet someone new because I want to expand my horizon. I want to... I want to build on the community. So, um, yes, Maria and Guy, if if somebody has something to say to the community and it's on a positive, you know, aspect, then I am all ears. Um, you can definitely contact us at Desert Foothills Living. Anything else you'd like to ask Penny, Maria? 
No, again, I just want to applaud that uh, this this publication does exemplify what the chamber is all about, in that it's in community, by community, and for community. Perfect. I love that. Yeah, loving the locals and local nonprofit organizations is uh, something that is so important. And thank you for all the great work that you're doing. Penny, we wish you continued success. And if people want to connect with you to learn how to uh, be a part of Desert Foothills, Living. how can they reach out to you? Um, you know what? I am easy. You can uh, you can call me if you like at 702-420-8964. Um, if you want to check out my um, organization, it is, um, you can look at the website at bestversionmedia.com. And um, I'm always here to listen to what you like to see in our publication. Thank you. So great to have you as part of the show today, Penny. Thank you. SolarUp and its channel partners are providing complimentary solar to local charities, supporting four HopeLink transitional housing properties, feeding pets of Volunteers of America and Opportunity Village. Their founder sits on the board of Nevada Conservation League. By the way, Steve Hamili, our good friend from SolarUp, is going to be in the studio again next week with HopeLink. HopeLink is a wonderful nonprofit organization. They are a true success story of starting from the very beginnings and growing here in Southern Nevada. They have several chapters, most notably the chapter that they have in Henderson. I have a very good friend who's been a part of that one for a long time, but they do a lot of work together with Soul Up, and they're both going to be on air with us next week uh, for the business of giving. So stay tuned. Steve Hamili, he is a we call, call him the cause marketing maniac. I mean, this guy is so committed to his community, and it's always great to have him being a part of our shows and coming, bringing his friends along in the nonprofit world. So HopeLink and SolarUp will be on the next Business of Giving podcast. One more thing I wanted to share with you is that the Cause Marketing Chamber is hosting the first annual Cause and Business Cruise, October 19th through the 26th, 2024. Now we're in 2024, and uh, so now we are getting ready to take a cruise through the Hawaiian Islands. It's going to be so much fun. You'll get a chance to network with giving professionals. We're going to do some community service over there. Uh, just a great way to be with people in the Cause Marketing world. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of this cruise, you can email me, info at causemarketingchamber.com or message center, causemarketingchamber.com for more info. I have a friend of mine uh, who is here. We've known each other for several years, and he does a lot to help families. Um, when you're talking about giving, giving can take on so many different forms. And one of the ways that you can truly gift someone is to make sure that you get your financial matters in order. And Rick Cosgrove, uh, he is the president of Cosgrove Financial Services, is a guy who can do just that or help you to do just that. Welcome to the Business of Giving show, Rick. Thanks so much for having me, Guy. It's a pleasure to be here. So Rick, as I had mentioned before, we met through the networking community. And what stood out for me when I met Rick was the way that he talked about helping families avoid probate. Um, so I had some background in the early 2000s. I was in that world selling uh, revocable living trusts, so I had some background in what he did. What I really liked about Rick, though, is that he his stories were all about relevant things, things that had happened to him personally and the way that he had had impacted people with his business on a – on a family level, uh, and so that's why we wanted to have him to be a part of the show today. And Rick, tell us about 
how you serve the community. Absolutely, Guy, and, and thank you for that. So real quick, uh, Cosgrove Financial Services is the parent company to save on estate planning, uh, which is a firm where I help families avoid probate. Um, full disclaimer, I'm not an attorney. I don't provide legal advice. My firm doesn't really focus on the legalities of the documents uh, that we prepare, the trusts, the wills, the medicals, the power of attorneys. It has all of that legal jargon. We focus more on what the professionals are going to want, the, the folks that determine the probate and, and who's going to force it if certain things aren't in place. Uh, so we specialize in putting families' assets in a position to transfer after death. Now, I spent 27 years in a career, um, a banking career, if you will, where I watched families end up in probate with these documents in place. So I built a business model uh, designed to really um, ensure that families stay out of probate. And aside from my own family story of how we, we ended up in there, it became my passion project throughout my entire career. Wow, and what a passion uh, project. Uh, Maria, any, anything you want to ask Rick? Well, personally, I, I commend what you do. I uh, actually have just been through this myself <laughs> and I can, uh, in the last eight weeks. Um, and, you know, it truly is a service that you provide in, in guiding and coaching these families uh, because it's not something that people talk about until somebody passes. So um, it's super important, and I, I'd love to hear more about uh, some of the case studies and, and experiences you've had with families. Yeah, certainly. So uh, the first experiences was my own family. Uh, you know, between the years of 1992 and 93, uh, we found ourselves in probate several times through some hardships without going deep into the family story. Um, I do seminars where I speak about that quite often. Um, the last case which kind of changed my outlook on my career was when I became a bank teller and I was pressed for a loan referral to hit a target and I asked my grandmother whose house was free and clear if uh, she would do a loan so I could meet a goal. And she obliged and we did the loan and at funding I was asked by the lender who worked within the same firm I worked in the same office if we can fund the loan outside of her trust and I didn't know anything back then this is 1993 and I said sure and they said yeah we'll quick claim the loan or the 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 property back to the trust afterwards well grandma passed six days after her loan was funded and before a deed got put back in her trust and now we're sitting in a probate position because I was given uh, bad advice, essentially. And it was at that moment, moment that I decided um, and reflected after getting kicked out of probate court so often that I'm never selling another product again. I'm going to help people with accounts ownerships and trusts and make sure families, assets, now I'm in the banking industry, so it's bank accounts more than anything, are in a position to transfer should they lose their loved one. And throughout the next 27 years, I continued to do that now, we opened a lot of bank products and services, but we did not sell them. We focused on account ownership and built trust that way. Uh, the banks were doing things, and they're still doing things, and it's not intentional, but they're taking families out of their trusts, and nobody's really following up with these families once the initial funding of the trust takes place. And many of these families have these documents in place, but their assets aren't held in them, and the assets not governed by the trust if it's not in the trust. So just had two yesterday. It's a common occurrence that happens daily. So the business model I have is really designed on the follow-up aspect. 
how I stay in contact with families um, and uh, what have you, because I don't benefit on a probate. I try to help people stay out of it altogether. And when you think about losing a loved one and you're grieving emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and now you got to add on a probate process and the cost associated with it and the time, uh, it's draining. Oh, I'm right there with you. I, I have just gone through this. And fortunately, I had someone very much like yourself uh, in my court. Um, but it, 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 I, I cannot underscore how important it is uh, for people to consider this before the occurrence. So I commend you for the work that you do. It, it's, it can't be easy, but it certainly is needed. Yes, no, absolutely. It's a, and, and I tell families, have these conversations. We're dealing with death, and nobody wants to talk about death. And nope. have these discussions when everybody's healthy. And, you know, when you talk about the probate process, the goal is to avoid it. But if a family's determined to fight over assets after a loved one passes, you know, you, anybody can force it if they get a lawyer involved. And I coach families on full transparency. Make sure, you know, the named beneficiaries, your executors and so forth, knew, know who they are and everyone's on the same page. Um, yep. And then yep. that just eliminates any, any arguing. Yeah, I can't even imagine how the, my father's death would have um, unfolded if that had not all been taken care of. I, I can't even imagine the people that have to go through that while they're grieving. It must be just horrific. So, again, uh, it's so wonderful, the work that you're doing, um, and it, it, it supports our community. Yeah, it does. And, and, and one of the primary ways I get back is, is obviously— you know, if someone can't afford me, we work through it. I've done a lot of complimentary work. Just I just want people to stay out of courts. Um, I do a lot of seminars. I, I tell my story. I think when you hear my story and what my family went through in a short period of time over and over again by not having their affairs in order, you'll understand my passion. And then when I speak to my career for 27 years in the banking industry from a bank teller to an executive with Chase, you understand my qualifications for what I do. Um, and again, I'm not an attorney, so I'm able to price people in an affordable price range. And, uh, you know, I just present a different business model. Yeah, I can personally attest to the great work that Rick does. Recently, uh, we had an issue with my mother, and it was uh, she was ill suddenly. And of course, I know better, <laughs> but you know, the situations that you can get in, she needed medical directives, and anyway, it was just great to be able to reach out to someone like Rick right off the bat. Um, he's so knowledgeable. He's so willing to teach and educate, and uh, very quickly, we were able to get things in order, and uh, better sooner than later when it comes to these types of things. We're nearing the end of the show, Rick, but I want to give you at least a a minute or so to just kind of wrap this all up. How can people get themselves prepared and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, the best way to get a hold of me is you can contact me at my business line. It's 702-867-3280. You can also follow me at Probate Killer on all social media platforms. I do a lot of educational videos there. And uh, of course, saveonestateplanning.com, S-A-V-O-N, is the website where there's a lot of information on there as well as to everything I can do. Yeah, again, this is a topic, as Rick had mentioned, people don't like to talk about death, but it is. And one of the inevitable things about life is that sooner or later, we will all pass away. And having someone to hold your hand during the 
preparation for the fact that this is inevitably going to happen uh, to all of us. I, it's just a wonderful thing, and I support your business wholeheartedly, Rick. I know where your heart is, and I, well, I wish you nothing but continued success, even though it's a tough business that you're in. It is, and, and I'm grateful you had me on today to speak to this topic. Yeah. All right. Well, we're near the end of this edition of the Business of Giving podcast. Maria, Cause Marketing Coaching, how can people connect with you uh, for you to educate them more? Well, if you want to talk about cause and social issues marketing and baking it into the DNA of your business, you can reach me at maria at causemarketingconsultant.com. All right. Excellent work as usual, Maria. And of course, if you want to learn more about the Cause Marketing Chamber, we can be reached causemarketingchamber.com. We have lots of great events that are coming up in the new year, new programs, really looking forward to connecting uh, with the community via the chamber as well as this radio show. By the way, you can listen to the Business of Giving podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. Uh, the best way is to go to Transistor FM, the Business of Giving uh, let's see. You can check us out on our social sites at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, I welcome listeners to tune in to the Business of Giving podcast every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on KUNV 91.5 FM Jazz and more. The Business of Giving podcast was brought to you by Soul Ups Underwriting of our series. We're looking forward to them being in the studio next week with Hope Link. Thank you all again for tuning in. I hope you are having a happy new year. And always remember to give and do business for business. See you next week. My shoulder. As I'm getting older, your people get older. Most of us only care about money.